Hi, welcome to the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. We put out weekly messages to challenge, encourage, and inspire you. You can send any questions or prayer requests to connect at perryhall.life. If the message speaks to you, go ahead and subscribe for more. Can I just tell you, at least for me, this was never the plan. Never in all my life did I think I would or did I desire to stand up in front of people and speak. If I'm being honest, I didn't want to be on stage at all, which I think is normal, right? Because this is for crazy people. No offense to anyone out there who loves doing this. You just, there's something different in your veins than me. I never wanted to do this, but God called me. I really want to tell you that when he called me, I was, sir, yes, sir, and ready to go. But if I'm being honest, I was frightened. I was unsure. I was not prepared, and I was definitely not equipped. But God called me. And when God calls you to serve him, I really think you've only got two real choices. Say yes or disobey God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to disobey God. And when you disobey God, we're in a good place under the, under the new covenant of grace extended to us. The person you hurt the most when you disobey God might just be you because you're forfeiting blessings. It is a blessing to serve God, to answer his call. You might just hurt yourself more than anyone. Now, there was a time, if you go back to the Old Testament, where you could run from God, but it might get you swallowed by a giant fish. I don't want to live in that. But we can say yes to God, or we can disobey him. I think what's important to me to realize when God calls you, he doesn't need you to answer that call. He wants you to answer that call. God does not need me up here right now. He does not. It's way better than that. He wants me to answer the call and to do what he tells me to do. There's a song that we sing here from time to time, and I know I'm cheating. Josh, you're supposed to speak right now. But I want to sing together. There's a song that we sing here from time to time called Control. And I love this song because every time I sing it, it reminds me that God doesn't need me. He wants me. And that's better. And I don't want to just sing this song. I want to sing this chorus together. But I want you, we can put the lyrics up there if that's okay, Kelly. There we go. I want to sing together and think about what we're saying because when you realize that God doesn't need you, but he wants you, it frees you up. You can let go of that tight grip you've got on your life and the way you want everything to go. You can just let go of that. He's got a purpose and a call for you and it's way better, no offense, than anything you've ever thought of. I can think of all my failed ideas and who I thought I was going to be and what I thought I was going to do and everything God has led me through and to was way better better. So will you guys sing this with me? I know there's lights up and people are looking, but don't worry about that. 
I just want to sing it and think about think about the way God wants you right now. Are you ready for that? Come on. God, you don't need me, but somehow you want me. Oh, how you love me. Somehow that frees me to take my hands off of my life and the way it should go. Oh, God, you don't need me, but somehow you want me. Oh, how Somehow that frees me to open my hands up and give you control. I want you to sing it, church. Ready? God, you don't need beautiful see again God doesn't need us we need him but God wants us and I think that is way more incredible think for a moment about an important relationship in your life you fill in the blank could be a spouse child parent loved one co-worker I don't know think about a relationship that really matters to you and would you rather them want you to be part of their life or just need you do you want to just be a means to an end? Or do you want to be wanted? And now apply that to your relationship with God. He wants you to be part of what he's doing in this world. Is that not incredible? The idea that God wants us is a beautiful thing. He doesn't need me to preach like I said. He doesn't need me to play guitar. He doesn't need me to lead worship. I fully believe with everything in me that if I said no to the call of God, there'd just be someone else here doing exactly what God wanted them to do, receiving that blessing of walking out of calling. And like I said, when he called me, I was frightened, I was unsure, I was unprepared, and I was definitely ill-equipped. But praise God, he is never afraid. He is always certain. He is completely prepared and readily equipped. It's not about what we bring to the table. It's his table. Are you following me so far? I've heard it said, and I think it's very true. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. Say that with me. Ready? God does not call the equipped. He equips the called. It was never about you. It was never about me. So what if I told you that you were called by God? The creator of everything, in addition to speaking life into existence, constructing the earth and everything in it, the one who hung the stars in the sky, gave us air to breathe and lungs to breathe with, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, he has a calling on your life. He's designed you for a purpose. He wants you to serve as his hands and feet. What would you say? Some of you might say, yeah, I know, and I'm already living that out. And to you, I say, I'm not talking to you this morning, Pastor Tom. This is between us. 
No, but there are people in this room that do know that God has called them and they know what their calling is and they're walking it out and that is an amazing thing. Others would say, not me. <laughs> yeah, God calls people, but he doesn't call me. And that, that calling stuff is for Billy Graham and John MacArthur and T.D. Jakes and Tony Evans and so on. <laughs> Some of us are in that category where it's just, it's not me, it can't be. You got the wrong person. But I suspect there's an even larger group who haven't even taken the time to think about what it means to have a calling on your life from God. I mean, it's such a big sounding word, calling. God has called me. And I think that's fair. So I want to look at the actual definition of the word calling. Webster's has it as this. It is a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. Let's read that again. Think through what we're saying here. Calling is a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. Many people, Christian or not, many people have that strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action. The defining difference for us as Christians is that conviction of the divine influence of God. That is the difference between something you're really passionate about and something you are called to. Are you tracking with me, church? It's not, it's not enough to just be passionate about something. The difference is that divine influence from God, from the creator. If you have a passion for something, you clearly have a desire for it, right? Can we agree on that? Yes, no? Heads nodding? I'm getting a little bit of both, Pastor Dom. I'm not sure if this is how it happens for you when you're up here. <laughs> Psalm 37.4 says, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I think we tend to interpret that as if I delight in the Lord, if I delight in God, if he is my joy, if he is my everything, he'll give me everything I really, really, really want. The right career, the right car, the right spouse, the right whatever. And I think we got it all wrong when we look at it that way. I really do. See, I believe that when we are truly committed to God and he is actually our delight, he's where we find all our joy, what he actually does is he gives us new desires. Are you tracking with me there? He gives you new desires. The things you used to want are not the thing you want anymore. He gives you the actual desires of your heart, his desires. He imparts his will into us. He's making us a new creation, and that's how that works out. When you delight in the Lord, he changes your desires. Think about how incredible that is. 2 Corinthians 5, starting in verse 14, says this, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Think about that. Our purpose is now to live not for us, but for him who died for us. If you believe that this morning, say amen. amen. Verse 16 picks up and says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, listen to this, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. You are a new creation if you know Jesus this morning. Amen, church? 
all this talk about callings, if you're taking notes, this is point number one, and, I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. This is, this is the point, and this is the truth. Callings can be confusing. It just can. They really can. For some people, it is crystal clear the moment they're called by God. They have details. They have a timeline. They know all these things. That's not me. For me as a teenager, I knew exactly this. I am supposed to serve God with my life. That's it. That's all I had. No details. Now, Pastor Dom, if you haven't heard his story, I suggest you ask him to share it. But when God called him to start this church, all the details. He was up in the middle of the night writing down even the name of this church you're sitting in right now before it ever existed. Some people get all the details. Some people like me get none of the details. And there's all kinds of levels in between. But callings can be confusing because they're not all the same. They don't all get revealed in exactly the same way. But can I tell you this? Even though Pastor Domini's experiences were completely different, we both wound up right here, right where God wanted us, serving side by side. You can be excited. You don't have to hold back when I'm up here in church. You don't have to be excited for me. You can be excited. So my point is God knew all along that the two of us would serve here at Perry Hall Family Worship Center decades before there was a Perry Hall Family Worship Center. Think about how incredible that is and how far ahead of us he is. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. <laughs> Thank God that he establishes my steps because my plans are awful. Pastor Dom and I both had our own plans. He was a roofer and a businessman. I was going to either play basketball or coach it. That's all I cared about in this world. Yet, here we both are. We had plans, and God said, I have a very different idea. Here's your steps. Collins can be confusing because let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. It just sounds epic. And you say, I'm called by God. I know at least half of you thought of Blues Brothers right now. Shame on you. Of course, I did too. But to say you're called by God, it does. It sounds epic. And so that's why we can look at a Billy Graham and say, yeah, of course he has a calling. Look at that. He's filling stadiums. That's what a calling from God looks like in our heads. Me, I flip burgers. I fix cars. I clean houses. I run a business. That's the way you see yourself versus the way you see the people you think God has called. So not me. We're back to the not me category. But listen, calling from God does not always equal traditional church ministry. That's a hurdle we just got to get over. For some people, sure. But for some people, not at all. In fact, maybe you do flip burgers or you clean houses or you fix cars and you can receive a calling from God and check this out. Not one thing about your daily schedule could change. You could be a sign man, Neil. And God could use you in that place in your life without becoming the preacher. I don't know why this is what we associate with a calling from God, but we do. It's always the preacher. I've known plenty of people who scrub toilets for a living and they changed my life because they were answering God's call and they were living out as his hands and feet wherever they were. Say amen if you know somebody like that. You can be called by God and still do exactly what you're doing. It is not always equal traditional church ministry. Here's the crazy thing. Even within the church, if you say God called me to serve or to work at the church, that still doesn't mean the guy on stage preaching or the one with the guitar in their hand singing. It can. 
but it can mean something completely different. Here's a position that our church and that many churches, you probably don't think much about. Media director. Anybody? No one, no one knows what's happening there. That is Stephen. If you've ever seen Stephen around here running around, this is his crew. Who do we got on cameras today? We got Bill back there. Oh, yep. Oh, hey, there you go. Doug. We got Doug over there. Stephen runs this crew. And what does Stephen do? When you can't make it here, when you're out of town, when you watch on Facebook Live, this is the crew that does it. This is where Stephen was called and how he's leading it. Now, you may look at that and say, he's just, it's just cameras and it's just video. No, 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 no. This is going out all over the world because these guys and girls are all answering a calling. They're not on stage preaching, but I guarantee you there's someone out of state and even out of the U.S. right now listening to this because they're answering a calling. You can do so many things, even within the church, that don't look like what you probably think a calling is. Everyone say amen if you know Rose. Amen. Me too. Let me tell you what Rose is not. Focus right now. Rose is not the cleaning lady. What Rose is, is a child of God, a servant of God who is answering his call in so many different ways. Does she keep this place clean? Yeah, but she does more than that. In fact, during a pandemic, she's kept it safe and sanitary. You don't think that's a calling from God, then we've, we've got a different idea of what a calling is. But beyond that, I've got to watch her walk around here cleaning. I'm, I want you to know right now, she's prayed over every inch of this building. If she's cleaned a chair or wiped a doorknob, it's been prayed over. She has worshiped as she walks throughout this building. She spends her week preparing this place for you and for the Holy Spirit to come work. Do you see how incredible that is? We've got to get our minds away from what we think calling is and who we think can and can't be called. Callings are confusing. We make it sound so epic, and that's on us. Here's the thing I need you to know, too. Number two is this. Callings should be cultivated. Just because God calls you doesn't mean he's given you all the information, doesn't mean you're done, it doesn't mean this is your last stop. You should cultivate that calling. I think my life is a good example of that. I just knew I was supposed to do something for the Lord, right? And from there, at 19 years old, God told me, okay, now I want you to make music. I was like, what? <laughs> you definitely have the wrong guy. I mean, I like my guitar, but I'm not singing in front of anybody. And so that started this journey of ending up on the stage in front of people. And it was baby steps, I remember me saying, okay, I'll write a song, but no one's going to hear it. And God's saying, oh, yes, they are. <laughs> and then you go through years and years of touring in a band, leading worship, writing original music and all that stuff. And then God says, guess what? I want you to pastor now. I don't want you to just be the singer guy. And I want you to speak. And I'm going, nah, you still got the wrong guy. He never has the wrong guy, by the way, <laughs> as much as you may want him to in the moment. But your calling has to be cultivated. It's not a one and done situation. You will spend your entire life figuring out that next step. Even if you get as many details as he gave Pastor Dom, I guarantee you could tell you 30 other stories about things that God didn't reveal right away. That's just how this works. Callings have to be cultivated. And he has other things for you that you don't even know yet. So I'm picking on Rose a lot, but I love her. And I'll tell you this, she's not just cleaning. <laughs> I've told you that, but that's also not our only responsibility. The food drive. Raise your hand if you've given to the food drive, if you've packed bags for the food drive, if you've taken bags to friends or anything like that. Do you know who's running that now? Rose. Do you see what God does? 
If you lean into his, his word and his will and you cultivate your calling, there will be brand new things coming at you season after season that you never knew. Because again, I promise, this was not gonna be me. This is, again, I stand by as for crazy people standing up here talking on the microphone, the nerve of me. Answering that call is only the beginning. And you may say, and, and I like action steps, right? So to tell me I have a calling from God, and I am telling you that, if you can hear me right now, you have a calling, whether you know it or not. And I like to give you action steps. I don't want to just throw that at you because what do you do with that? I do have a definite beginning place that I believe with everything in me. I can give you two things you can do in scripture to back it up. And if you do these daily, consistently, God will reveal his calling. Ready? It's real, real complicated. Love God, love people. This verse comes up over and over again, these few verses when I'm speaking, because I've, it's, it's everything. It's what our faith is built on. Matthew 22, starting in 36. This guy's trying to trip Jesus up, thinks he won't have an answer. Jesus not only has an answer, he has a bonus answer. He says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now listen to verse 40. All the law and the prophets hang on these two things. If you don't know what you're called to and you want to know, this is, this is the starting block. Why is it the starting block? Because if you love God, and I don't mean play pretend, I don't mean just follow the rules, I mean love God. If you give him everything you are, you're gonna do a couple things. You're gonna study his word, first of all. Not read it, not crack it open every now and then. You're gonna study his word. And I promise you, if you dare to study God's word daily, you're gonna find his will for your life. You're gonna find his calling and you're gonna find those new desires that he wants to impart on you. And if you truly love God, then you absolutely have to love the people he loves. And I have terrible news because that is literally everybody. And if you love the people he loves, then you have to serve them. And if you're serving, you're already on the path. You're already heading the right direction to figuring out what your calling is and where God wants you to be. As I told you before, I didn't have all the details. I didn't know what to do. So I just started where I was. I blossomed where I was planted. I started serving in my local church, definitely not speaking or playing music. I'm talking setting up chairs, helping pass out communion, carrying an offering basket. You guys remember that? We used to have those in churches. But I started anywhere I could because that was all I knew. God said, serve me. And I said, okay, <laughs> hand me a broom. Like, I, I don't know what I'm doing here, but you got to start there. And then your calling has to be cultivated. And a huge part of that is studying the word of God. Not just reading it. You got to study it. You got to live in it. A couple warnings I want to throw out is callings can be corrupted. Not on God's side. His, his gifts and his call are irrevocable. But I don't know if you know this about humans. We tend to mess things up. Good things. Your calling can be corrupted. Once you know God has you on a path, you need to keep your head on a swivel. You need to follow his word, follow his commands. You need to walk in humility. There's a very simple question that you can ask yourself as you're trying to walk out your relationship with God. Ask this daily. Am I being selfless or selfish? It's one or the other every time. And if you are selflessly following God, if you're obedient to his commands, if you're loving God and loving God's people, you're on the right path. The second it starts to become about you, you got a big problem. Am I being selfless or selfish?
And this is something you probably already know, but callings can be counterfeit. This is really just a warning to us as Christians. Bible talks about wolves in sheep's clothing, right? There are people out there who are preaching the gospel for their own gains, to build their bank account up, to become famous, whatever, whatever their goals are. I've known them. I'll never name names, but I know one who was, there's no way his heart was out for Jesus. And I struggled with that and it hurt, but you know what Paul says about that? Guess what? The gospel's still being preached. Their motives might stink. Their heart might be rotten, but they're still preaching Jesus. Doesn't mean we have to fall in line. It's just a little thing for us to be aware of. Your calling can be corrupted. Callings can be counterfeit. Earlier today, I said, that calling doesn't necessarily mean traditional ministry or church ministry or anything like that. It can be anything. Well, tomorrow, we've set aside tomorrow to remember people who followed their calling to protect soldiers, brave men and women who've given their lives for their loved ones and for total strangers. That is a calling. And they followed it literally were an example of Jesus. Jesus gave his life and they put their life on the line. That's what tomorrow is. And I say that to remind us, to remind me that as we, as we go to the beach, as we barbecue, as we do these things, let's remember callings are important and we need to honor the people who gave their lives for their calling. We are praying for everyone who's lost someone and we are grateful for the ones who gave their lives. As I think through what it means to be called by God, First, you got to know who God is. You got to have a relationship with him. So hear me when I say this. If, if you walked in here and you don't know who Jesus is, you're not a Christian. I'm so glad you're here. I just want to tell you about him real quick. And then we're going to have folks over here that will love to pray with you uh, to the right and left of the stage. And if you need to know more, if today's the day you want to start that relationship, they'd love to talk with you. We believe with everything in us that Jesus is the son of God, that he came and he died on the cross as a sacrifice for all of our sins so that we could be reconnected to God the Father. We believe he rose again three days later. And that is what makes it possible for us to be part of God's family, for us to have eternal life. So honestly, please, if that's you today, we're gonna have people waiting to talk to you. They're excited. Come on down. And if you just need prayer, or anything else. If you want to know what God's called you to or whatever it is you're looking for, they're going to be right down here. Come on down and talk to them. Thank you so much, church. Thanks for checking out the Perry Hall Family Worship Center podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you want to know more about our church, go to perryhall.life.